0: Take me out to the mall game. Take me out to the game. I just want to be at the game. I would like to eat at the game. I'd like popcorn and candy and the home team. At the game.
1: I really, really hope that he had fun doing that
0: (laughs) well i know i did i'm proud of (laughs) you i'm proud of you hello everyone and welcome to parks and rewatch i'm your host joe and i'm joy and today we're here yeah you so, might notice
1: already our voices are a little sadder than normal.
0: Yeah, just to let you all know uh, what's going on. This could be a little bit of a different episode uh, today. Joy has got some sad news, and uh, she's going to be heading out uh, here shortly. Um, so I, I don't know what if you want to just kind of share what's going on sure. or or whatever, but
1: yeah, just got a call from my sister this morning that. Um, my grandpa, who's had dementia for a while, um, had a very bad heart attack at like one something in the morning and he's in the ICU right now. Um, they're not really sure what's going to happen. He can't swallow. He can't talk. He can't move his, his right side. Um, but in my classic grandpa fashion, he is very frustrated with being held down in a bed and he's trying to get out even though he's very confused. So that's pretty stressful on my grandma and my parents right now. So sometime by the time this recording comes out, I will be in North Carolina with my family Mm -hmm. and who knows what the future holds. Yeah. But in the meantime, we're here. What's going on with you?
0: Oh, (laughs) just my normal level of, uh, craziness and insanity but uh i'll i'll mention for the record that i i told you that we did not have to record today it'd be totally fine just to take a, a week or two weeks off but uh joy like the champ she is the show must go on yeah so at least for this week who knows about next week <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is completely fine uh because I think I speak for myself and all of our our park pals our uh our Joeys, Joey's our uh wink wink our audience uh <laughs> that we love you and uh we're here for you and uh yeah I just uh thanks y'all. I love you, Joy. I admire you for oh, yeah. wanting to do this anyway. Like I said, it, it didn't matter to me at all. But since we are here and we are doing this, uh, let's have some fun and let's dive into this episode.
1: All right, so let's kick it off. What's happening
0: in today's episode? So let's today's... go in the world
1: of Pawnee, shall we?
0: <laughs> yeah let's let's bum, bum, let's bum, leave bum, this bum, world bum, 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 with. Bum, its craziness and <laughs> sadness and let's go back to Pawnee for a bit uh, so today we're diving triumphant in music. In today we're diving into season 4 episode 15 Dave Returns <laughs> and in today's episode while trying to get an endorsement from the chief of police Leslie and Ben awkwardly run into Leslie's old flame <laughs> Dave
1: that's so awkward.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, Andy and the rest of The Office work on a theme song for Leslie's <laughs> campaign.
1: Can we rephrase that
0: too? Meanwhile, Andy
1: beats up the rest of The Office <laughs> to make his theme song happen.
0: Yeah, basically spirals into a uh, tragic rock star uh, Yeah, laying
1: on the ground, banging his head. Maybe it'll work. It's worked before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Obviously All right, it's episode behind the scenes trivia.
1: Trivia. Uh, There's a document open behind Tom's quote unquote Facebook that I (laughs) feel like I've seen before. So this is one benefit to how I do research. I have one document. It's called Joy's Running Notes, and I just build on it every single week. Right now I'm up to 370 pages. Uh, This is one of those things that I'm like, maybe someday when this show goes absolutely viral (laughs) and people want to buy memorabilia from our process that they'll be like i have joy's tome of research 370 page i mean it's gonna be way more than that
0: but it's gonna be like that like in lord of the rings when they discover the book (laughs) in the mines and it's just giant and covered in dust
1: yeah obviously yep yep Um, So the benefit of how I do research is that I can just, you know, do a command F and search my whole document for where have I seen this before? And it's the same document that was in practice date season two, episode four um, on Donna's screen where every paragraph starts with he. Do you remember that?
0: I don't really. Are we surprised? No, we're not.
1: I actually am surprised because you remember those
0: things better than I do. Well, I think I, I have episodic memory when it comes to like plot and characters <laughs> and story. not a random document that not necessarily to be like details and all right, things all right. Like that.
1: So the interesting thing I found by looking back to that episode was that we, we saw Jerry's Facebook that day and Jerry also has 43 friends. Mm -hmm. and tom has 43 friends so i reckon they just uh use the same page and changed it for tom
0: that or maybe it's a code (gasps) that what i i don't know but we (laughs) just did the scavenger hunt episode so maybe it's a clue (laughs) ah it's a clue
1: that's scary but you're probably right um (laughs) And the subtitles do the mouth click as tisk, which I found weird because I guess in my head I've always just thought that you would say tisk,
0: uh huh,
1: like tisk tisk tisk. But now that I say that out loud, it's like, of course you don't say tisk tisk tisk. tisk. It's
0: very awkward to try to actually, you know, hook down phonics that out. Hook it on on phonics. Work it for me. (laughs) Thank you, Brian Regan. Yeah, so you're so you're irritated by that noise. The
1: yeah, because that's mouth noises. Uh huh. I hate mouth noises. So like
0: the you've never uh, <laughs> no, you've, I can't do it. You've never watched the show Psych, have you? No. Because that's that becomes especially in later seasons like a gimmick unto itself. Uh, Sean and Gus are constantly doing the. And it's really funny when they do it, but I can't help but feel like you would just be driven to insanity by that it's
1: it's very plausible, very plausible. Um, did you see the Anne nope, did you see the art on Anne's wall?
0: I did I did
1: It's two upright burning cigarettes,
0: yeah, framed. And I, I also noticed the uh arts I think it was in the police station um that was an anti-drunk driving (laughs) PSA. I didn't know if you noticed it or not. I didn't. It just says picture your best friend. Now picture your best friend dead.
1: No! (laughs) No! That's awful. (laughs) It's a
0: very Pawnee PSA poster.
1: That's drastic. IMDB said that some of the friends shown on Tom's Facebook page are actually production assistants and accountants for the show,
0: which was interesting. Oh, that's cool.
1: And IMDB also said, during the scene in the parking lot when Ben and Leslie are talking, you can see the reflection of the boom mic in the blue car's headlight. Ooh. How dare they? So, I only have four dives today, total. So, I just went ahead and left them all in this episode. Um, instead of putting some in the hucking booths because I love all four of them equally and I cannot fathom moving one of them off. So we're going to bump through these pretty fast. So dive number one is Dave Sanderson. First of all, he's back and he caught like six bad guys. That's amazing. (laughs) So naturally I Googled Dave Sanderson And it was kind of by accident that I ended up Googling it. But I found so many things that Dave Sanderson is and does and has achieved or
0: has not achieved. (laughs) I just saw the first one and I was like, oh, wow. What a way to start off that list.
1: David A. Sanderson of Alabama died on (laughs) June 18th, 2013. So that happened. Um, There's a Dave Sanderson who survived and was the last passenger off the plane in the Miracle on the Hudson Emergency plane landing. Whoa. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, he is the, quote, voice of personal leadership, end quote. And his tagline <laughs> wait, is. Wait, wait,
0: wait. Voice of personal leadership for what? Just will get the, there. Just the world? <laughs> but it, Yeah. His tagline is a turning turmoil
1: into triumph. Great. He seems like the classic motivational speaker type, especially his website. It screams older white male motivational speaker, like, I'm rich now, look at me go. I survived trauma, so now I'm a motivational speaker. And he has a book titled Moments Matter, How One Defining Moment Can Create a Lifetime of Purpose. Wow. From his LinkedIn... He said, I help entrepreneurs, business executives, authors, and coaches build seven figure incomes by f- finding what their true distinct advantage, that's all caps, in their life is. What I call their P I T T C lowercase H E. Why, why did he need an H in there? Point <laughs> in time that changes everything. Um, and it made me laugh out loud for some reason. It's so ridiculous. Like, I'm sure it works, but this whole thing <laughs> is just ridiculous. Uh-huh. Um, And something to nitpick on, his tie in his pictures is way too long, which is weird compared to how short Dave Sanderson in the episode's tie is. So I was hoping that one of the Dave Sanderson's I would find would have the right length tie, <laughs> but the answer is no.
0: Would be like the Goldilocks tie?
1: yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. So it was just most of the Dave Sanderson stuff that came up was this Dave Sanderson and his claim to fame is he was the last person off the plane because he was helping everybody else, which is fine. But then I'm looking at it like you're just taking advantage of your act of good work. And now you're like, I am a voice of personal leadership for everyone for the
0: world.
1: Like, come on, white guy stop stop um our dave sanderson from this episode is listed as quote alive on <laughs> parks and recreation fandom.com so that's good news um he's in the u.s army reserves and quote apparently he was he either was not offered this job was offered it and turned it down or he took the job and served a very short tenure as chief as the police chief in season five was shown to be a man named fugelberg and with this episode, we also say a final goodbye and farewell to the character of Dave Sanderson. There's a Dave Sanderson who's the rowing head coach uh, at Miami University. He was the coach at Bear University prior to joining the Miami team, and he was on the U.S. national rowing team. He graduated from Yale in 98 and seems to be a success in the rowing world. So good on you, Dave Sanderson, who's a rower. There's a Dave Sanderson who is a partner and director at Bain & Company, which I have no clue what that is. He's got experience in the media entertainment industry, distribution platforms, and much more. And he has an MBA from Stanford and an MS in computer science from Syracuse University. Good job, Dave Sanderson. Another Dave Sanderson is a producer and record audio engineer in Sheffield. Oddly enough, he did work for an album called Good Cop, Bad Cop, which I found really funny and apropos for this episode. He's been playing and performing music since he was around nine, which was super sweet. He had a stint playing guitar with a band called The Reverend and The Makers, and then he went back to studio life after that, and now he's a freelance producer. Good job, Dave Sanderson, the musician. Another David Sanderson is a like I was just shocked at how many Dave Sanderson's there were that I could find really. So I had of course to put them all on a list. Another Dave Sanderson is an assistant professor in music education at the university of South Dakota. He has his PhD in music education from the university of Minnesota, which is actually pretty amazing. Thank you, David Sanderson. There's another David Sanderson on IMDB who's a cinematographer. So that's cool. Um, and finally, there's a David Sanderson at the University of Nottingham, who's a senior research fellow for the Center for Aerospace Manufacturing and Faculty of Engineering. And that is all the Daves I've got time for. Ba-ba-da-ba. Now, you know, now, you know. All right. Let's talk real quick about what I have um, defined little Tommy.
0: <laughs> study of
1: Tom and Tom's phrases. So we're kicking it right off the top in this episode with Tom doing nicknames. So joy, personal caveat that I'm throwing in here while I'm totally rolling my eyes at all of this, I should actually explain here that I give things nicknames all the time and I very intentionally say things real weird. So Tom and I are kind of similar in this way. I guess it's like they say the things that irritate you and others often are the things you're irritated out about yourself. Oh, interesting. Except I'm not irritated at myself for that. I like that part about me. So basically, that statement is irrelevant, but it's fine.
0: It, yeah, it f-
1: felt like it worked. So Tom's nicknames: Cookie Tush, which Ann's like, wow, right out of the gate. <laughs> Winnie the Boo, Lady Press Press, and Berry Sauce. Annie, get your boo. Tommy's girl, Annie the and then his his little action of I feel like you're embarrassed by me. <laughs> well, yes,
0: which is it's kind of funny. I know that I draw parallels from parks to the office from time to time but there's a fantastic scene in the office like maybe like maybe to the point where you should even just look that scene up on youtube where ed helms's character andy gets called into michael's office because people are complaining about his baby accent and oh, it's boy very similar to tom's and it's very funny that's hilarious. Very funny scene. So that's instantly what I was reminded of when Tom starts doing his baby <laughs> voice throughout this episode. you embarrassed about me. I feel like you're embarrassed by me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I'm pretty sure I've nailed Tom as a stereotypical unhealthy Enneagram 3. And this episode feels like it's validating my assumption because... It feels like all of his exchanges with Anne in this episode reek of it's actually Tom wanting to up his status. Not necessarily anything about Anne. It's like, and maybe I update?
0: Maybe also to lean into the Enneagram thing for a second, there's some of his forewing wing in that <laughs> he really wants, you know, like the romance of these moments to work out, you know like standing right. in the rain right. and stuff like that oh My gosh stand in the rain
1: isn't that a song i don't know <laughs> um and then the comments on his facebook wall were really funny jim haverford said what up cuz how's things with 720 oof tara jane rose said please stop posting things on my wall who are you <laughs> dan allen king said hey tom good to see you last night Lil Dopeness said, Yo, Tommy T, get at me. I'm trying to start a t-shirt company. One in. Oh man. Who do we think that is? <laughs> hmm. Um, and I feel like it's complicated is Tom's ideal state of being. hmm Like he gets to ride that
0: oh, middle yeah. ground
1: of like intriguing and playful, yet you can't catch me and <laughs>
0: Oh yeah. Whatever. I remember back in the day when your f- relationship status on Facebook was a big deal. It's complicated to me was never a good thing. No. Uh, y- typically you you didn't see it's complicated like you didn't see someone's status going from single to it's complicated nearly as often as you saw someone go from in a relationship with, you know, the linked profile of whoever right. they were in a relationship with, then go to it's complicated. And that basically just, it's a lazy breakup. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I know, like, if I saw someone who I was dating change their relationship status to it's complicated, it's just like, Oh, no. What is about to happen? Oh, what no. did I do?
1: I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The times are very special. <laughs> Let's talk about unperfect real quick. Unperfect is technically a word. From the Oxford English Dictionary, it means rare, lacking in some quality attribute or part necessary Oh, okay. Lacking in some quality, attribute, or part that is necessary for full, efficient, and successful operation or action or adequacy for the intended purpose. Incomplete, defective, or flawed in some way. And so I was like, wow, unperfect is actually a word. Fascinating. Wikipedia said unperfect was to mar or destroy the perfection of, which was interesting. A website called Wikidiff said it was imperfect versus unperfect. So, as adjectives, the difference between imperfect and unperfect is that I mean, you, right? this is. Alexa just talked to me. I don't know why. <laughs> um, is that imperfect is not perfect, while unperfect I mean, is imperfect. You mean Vicky, right?
0: <laughs> Butt out, Alexa.
1: Alexa, stop.
0: Yeah, Alexa, stop it. Oh my gosh. Um, Cora,
1: our good old friend, um, said, Robert Charles Lee, 35 plus years in editorial and publishing. British speaker, work in American English, updated December 21st, 2017. Do you want to read this one?
0: Yeah. Do you want me to use a British accent to do it? Yes. All right, here we go both are correct let's say you have to be an oldie to know the difference unperfect adjective and verb the adjective unperfect is the same as imperfect and has practically dropped out of favor in short don't use it use don't do it use imperfect instead Uh the verb unperfect means to mar or destroy the perfection of something rather than rather old-fashioned and also (laughs) no longer in much practical use. And this is where you would stop
1: and take a puff on your cigar, (laughs) lean back in your high-winged chair.
0: Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Brush the uh, shoulder of my tweed jacket and continue. Of course, because
1: you're so fancy.
0: Sometimes still used in legal writing because of legal meanings imperfect adjective and noun the adjective imperfect is the most modern one to generally mean not perfect the noun imperfect plural imperfects means a flaw (laughs) usually minor in something in most practical cases usually now taken over by the noun imperfections
1: Hmm. if
0: the flaw is significant or major a defect is the normal one to use
1: which is just fascinating um, so anyway, you get the general idea. Uh, this was just funny. A guy named Pradeep Penkey, retired and 70 plus, who is answering questions to keep active answered on December 27th, 2017. The word imperfect is perfectly correct. <laughs> Thank you so much, Pradeep. Um, contraring, because... Of course, I had to look up contraring. Urban <laughs> Dictionary. Contraring is to oppose something from the television show Parks and Recreation, said by Louis C.K. I said just, I just said one thing and you're contraring me. And that's it. It was so, it's like climactic. But the weird thing is contraring doesn't come up with the spelling error squiggies underneath. Huh. Like, but, hmm. I confused. So with that, we turn to our likes and dislikes, where we talked about what we liked and what we didn't like about the episode so much. Joe, what did you like?
0: So my first like, I talked about it a little bit already, but it's the good old days of its complicated Facebook <laughs> relationship statuses. Those days. And then I like every single second that Ben and the chief share yes. the screen.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. So good.
0: You getting weird already? <laughs> No, no. no. <laughs> I like Ben being terrified in the background of Leslie's talking head.
1: It's so perfect.
0: I this love is one of it. those
1: episodes that watch it once for the main action, mm-hmm. watch it again yes. and just follow Ben.
0: Yes, there is a whole other layer of enjoyment to be found by doing that. I like Andy's explanation of music being both the flesh-eating <laughs> virus and the vaccine. <laughs> his quote to play the um you get an injection wow wow well
1: andy knows things uh-huh. so.
0: i like ron realizing the studio is where he makes his sweet <laughs> silky duke silver music
1: his play off of that is so funny oh uh-huh. is that the brick building at the corner of? Yeah. oh yeah
0: never heard of it never heard of it <laughs> obviously <laughs> I like Dave's explanation of his dinner plans, including how he pronounces burrito. 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 (laughs) I like Ben being terrified in the car during Leslie's talking head. Absolutely, yes. I like Ron and April talking about Duke. Or not talking about Duke, rather. I dig your groovy tunes, man. (laughs) (laughs) I like Donna asking Ann and Tom who spoons who
1: classic donna i uh, love it
0: so good i like how delightfully horrible chris is at singing
1: and he doesn't know
0: yeah he's a guy so, so joyful
1: his mom told him he could do anything
0: uh-huh i like <laughs> andy dipping his honey out of the cup with his hand like a bear
1: of course he did it would only be better if it was a marshmallow fluff
0: uh-huh. can as well uh-huh I like Ron's inner turmoil when he realizes Andy has a Duke Silver Trio <laughs> mug.
1: Uh huh. Uh huh.
0: I like this quote from Tom. I don't want to brag, but I have a ton of experience with women being mad at me.
1: Of course he does, Tom.
0: I like but cr-
1: it's it, it's his interesting optimism as well because that is part of his. It's complicated. Yeah. yeah. Is taking the crappy experiences that he's had and turning it to like. I mean, I don't want to brag, but.
0: Yeah. It, I got a lot of
1: experience here. It's
0: familiar territory for him. He knows how to navigate it. Yeah. I like Chris's uh <laughs> I lost my place. I like uh Chris's wonderful revolutionary rendition of Take wow. Me Out to the Ball Game.
1: It was a thing. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I I like how happy Jerry is while singing on the recording.
1: Jerry He's just
0: enjoying it he brings so much goodness <laughs> and then i like this quote tom and i caught feelings for you and i want <laughs> you to be my girl and i don't care who knows Anne, i know you don't care dummy i care <laughs> tom let's not get hung up on who wants what ah <laughs> uh, so many issues and then My favorite quote, probably of this entire season, oh, is from Dave. I just said to you one thing, (laughs) and you're contrarian me. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I love it. I love it. I do love how Tom's failed attempts to win Anne over in this episode. ...are literally the playbook that romantic comedies and culture have written.
1: Yeah, it's very true,
0: though. And then I like this quote from Ron. I never thought I'd say this to you, son, (laughs) but you may be overthinking this.
1: (laughs) It's such a subtle line, but it is so on point.
0: So good. I like Ron telling Andy to take a walk and then preparing to bring the sweet saxophone thunder oh my gosh so Ugh. good! when he makes when he pantomimes the saxophone and looks at the producer I was just like mm, yes there it is there it is <laughs> I like Ben trying to hang at the party for the chief and the cops messing with him
1: <laughs> I want to know how the writers came up with that
0: <laughs> and then I like this quote Andy where's that saxophone coming from Ron, I don't know. I don't know the first thing about music. <laughs> oh, of course you don't, Ron.
1: Playing so, it off.
0: So smooth. I like April shock and awing Jerry's face with the symbols to protect the identity of Duke Silver.
1: So perfect.
0: And then I like th- this quote. Ben, pretty sweet sauce in there, A Ace? <laughs> Chief, what's wrong with you? Ben, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh yes uh and then my last like is ben being overly courteous about the bathroom due to fear and then dave calling him on it and that yes. whole interaction <laughs> yes it seems like you are scared of cops so you're just being overly courteous and not uh love it love it yep so that's my likes what did you like about this episode joy
1: i have a lot of big likes I like everything about Ben's reaction to the police. <laughs> like just the awkward statements and Trumple's non reactiveness. Like been a long time. Hey, captain. Oh, captain, my captain. It's like, wow. Wow. Um, I don't know. Have you watched Master of Disguise?
0: A very long time ago.
1: There's that scene where he turns into a turtle and he's like, mm-hmm. Oh, my turtle. enough for them. the hmm, turtle club turtle. that's what ben looks like in the background at the police station behind leslie's talking head Uh uh-huh makes me so happy so happy i love the flip-flop scene where leslie's like because ben is afraid of cops and ben's like i'm not afraid of cops i have no reason to be i never break any laws ever because i'm deathly afraid of cops (laughs) it's perfect the mo money mo problems that's what i always say and then Trump will just being so practical and being like, um, how about Mo Money, Mo Protective Kevlar vests that save lives?
0: Oh, oh. Sometimes I say that too.
1: Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that Ben tries to affirm the chief. Like the boys in blues are the boys in blue are heroes, some more than others. Oh boy, here it comes. Like, wait, hold on. He knew this was coming?
0: Uh-huh.
1: What? And then he's like, 9-11. And then Leslie's like, nope.
0: We're done. (laughs) Goodbye.
1: I love the good cop, bad cop with beer. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't make a mistake. You'll always regret. And then Ben's just like, please tell me what you want me to do. (laughs) I love the reaction of all the policemen when Ben reaches in his jacket to pull out the piece of paper. And everyone's like, God. And then the chief's like, settle down, boys. It's all fine. Like, okay. (laughs) I love everything about April and Ron's relationship.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: once again, they're teaming up has such a delightful payoff. Um, I love that the wall art comes down and April of course is like, I heard he makes mature women swoon when he plays. (laughs) And then the Duke's silver mug full of honey, quote unquote tea. So funny. Bam. Go the symbols. Delightful. There was something so sweet this time about how delightfully awkward Dave is.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I don't know what it was, but I was just like, this is funny and it might be because I've interacted with a lot of socially awkward people in my life and it's just like, Oh, ha, 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 ha. I know your type. This is funny, <laughs> but like, hello, awkward greetings. It's like, do we hug? Do we shake hands? Like, Nope. We end up just awkwardly touching each other's forearms. Um, then his just straightforwardness. Uh, yes. Uh, Leslie Nope is a female person with whom I was involved. We had a romantic uh, romantical involvement until I relocated to San Diego, which is that's in California, which is Southwest of here by a number of miles. <laughs> it's like, he's just, he can't not be Dave. Yeah. Um, and it's actually surprising to me that he can be that straightforward with Leslie. He tells her his feelings, which, when I feel like before that he hasn't been able to actually say he's had feelings, Mm -hmm. it's just facts. Mm -hmm. Granted, he says these like facts, but it makes sense that he fought for it. Does it make sense how he did it? No. But is it funny? Yes. And I, I like when Leslie's like, Dave, why would you tell me that here and now? Um, and Dave's like, because it's accurate and he's not (laughs) here right now. So I thought this would be a good time. (laughs) Cute. Cute. (laughs) Um, I like when Dave's like, he says to Leslie, you look like I could use some company. That's funny. (laughs)
0: Uh
1: And I just had the broader thought of like, does Dave like Leslie because she's predictable? And that makes sense to him. Like he was looking for the normal signs. So he Mm. knew something was up when she didn't get dessert. Yeah, She didn't say something about the Wiz Palace right away. So he did like.
0: I think you could. I think you could read it that way. I think you could also read it as he is in love with the version of her that he knew at the time and he doesn't realize that she's changed she's evolved
1: yeah that's totally valid yeah yeah um dave's coyness and suddenly handcuffing ben to the urinal (laughs) what a trickster what a jerk Uh And then the whole section of like Leslie to Dave, what were you thinking? And he's like, I was thinking that I would cuff him and then I could have time to speak to you and then you would decide to be with me and then I would come back here and we would uncuff him together.
0: Yeah. Like it's a romantic thing.
1: Huh? But in some (laughs) ways, Dave is also responding to this like as if he's using his cues from Mm rom-coms. Yeah. He's just the opposite of Tom, but not. Um, Chris's audition is hilarious. It's so (laughs) heartfelt and so wrong, and it got him kicked off the vocal team. The ending bathroom scene is so So, funny.
0: I was going to ask, especially because it's a tough day for you and I want to make you happy. Would it make you happy if I sang Chris's version of Take Me Out to the Ball Game like Chris?
1: Is there a moment when that would never make me happy?
0: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Oh, and
1: I've, yes, I I approve. And um, in the middle of it, I just have one clarification. When he says, I'd like popcorn and candy and the home team. I'm just curious. Is he eating the home team then?
0: Probably. It's
1: a little scary. All right. Whenever you're ready, Joe, I believe in you.
0: All right. Sing your heart out. Take me out to the mall game. Take me out to the game. (laughs) I just want to be at the game. I would like to eat at the game. I'd like popcorn and candy and the home team. At the game.
1: I really, really hope that he had fun doing that
0: <laughs> well i know i did so. i'm proud of <laughs> you i'm proud of you
1: <laughs> thank you for that um i do apprease uh, mm, i appreciate that <laughs> i do dave, I do in this in the lemons um i like that it's dave that ends up calling ben out about the police at the bathroom it's everything my medium likes um which aren't as big as the big likes, obviously, because they're medium. I like that April steals Jerry's food. Like, Jerry, <laughs> if you're eating, you're not listening. And then the whole catch your dream vibe and how Ron ends up saving it, but lets Andy take the credit since mm-hmm. his original job was, you know, just hot dogs and he dropped like a thousand of them. <laughs> so just catch your dream and shackle it to your heart. That sounds painful. Um, (laughs) I like Donna's comment of when you spoon, who spoons who. (laughs) I like Ron saving the song and using his lore for good. Mm -hmm. And then the small line of Andy being like, it's a mouse rat tradition. After a good recording, somebody buys me who somebody buys me booze. Who's it going to (laughs) be? You're so cute. And I also had a neutral zone. Um, And it's basically all just Tom. So it's like it's his desperate attempts. I'm Mm -hmm. seriously just sitting over here rolling my eyes. Because I think it's funny in a comedic sense. And at the same time, I'm like, dude, get it through your head. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. So like, Ann asked for one thing and Tom blew it. He texted the team while they were out on a date. Like, <laughs> really? 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 And then Tom whispering, you know how I feel about whispering. Um, I think you should. I think you sound like an angel and everyone else sounds like demons. And Ann's like, <laughs> um, I think you shouldn't whisper. Yes, Anne. Yes. And then in the middle of the session, Tom just butts in and Anne's like, Oh, for sake. You're right. You're right, Anne. Tom has caught feelings for you, and I want you to be my girl, and I don't care who knows. That whole thing, hilarious. And then when he's like, Nature's throwing me a bone, Haverford Haverford playbook move number two. Ladies love a guy waiting for them in the rain. And then he ends up squishing his way into the studio. <laughs> And now he's got this sniffies, <laughs> which, yeah, anyway. And then Ann's like, what on earth would make you think I would like that? And his honest answer, movies. Oh, God, yeah. Tom, why do you have to be so you all the time? And it actually really irritated me when he said, I'm just coming to you. It's just me. No gimmicks. And then he just <laughs> sings.
0: Goes straight R&B. But
1: if you give me another chance. I'm like, R- Really? really that's what wore her down so yeah what did you dislike Joe
0: just a couple of things first up is Tom's I feel like you were embarrassed by me <laughs> baby voice uh, I just don't love that in this episode yep. I feel like I, I've never heard of a dating situation where the man using a baby voice has ever actually worked valid uh, and then it my other dislike is just Tom and Ann's relationship arc in general that we're gonna see uh, throughout the next few episodes at least. Yeah, I just I didn't love it at the time. I don't love it now. It doesn't really make sense. uh, it just doesn't I feel like it just doesn't materialize into anything. Really worth it. True. Um, there's no real emotional beat there. We don't believe them as a couple. Right. And I feel like not very much comedy is gained by having them go through this either. So I
1: definitely concur.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's it for my dislikes. What did you dislike about this episode?
1: Leslie inviting Dave to dinner. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad it's all over with now, but it was completely unnecessary mm-hmm. in all ways. Um, I don't like Andy's need for perfection. I, I see why he's there because he doesn't want to fail this time. But it's just, it's not the character we know and love.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just confusing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom's desperate attempts. Like they just kind of drove me nuts. I yeah. can't do it. Um, and then Leslie being like, I didn't want to say I told you so, but. what Really? You were hoping Ben would forget? W T F. So those are my dislikes. And with that, it is time for the coronation of the beautiful rule breaking moth, the part of the show where we choose one specific thing that was the breakout star of the episode. Joe, who or what is your beautiful rule breaking moth?
0: For me, it's Ron's saxophone playing on Catch Your Dreams. Uh huh. It is legendary and I love it.
1: Absolutely. Mine is everything Ben in this episode because <laughs> I love, love all of the reactions to the police. Absolutely. And they're everywhere. You just really <laughs> gotta look for them. Yeah. And then
0: just all of Ben's awkward statements. Like ah, I love them. I love them. So good.
1: And
0: now it's time to shame Shame of Jerry. the jury. Jerry.
1: Jerry. Jerry. If you're eating, you're not listening.
0: <laughs> Who or what is your Jerry Joe? Okay, so I get it, but the Dave coming back and still being in love with Leslie arc, unfortunately, just falls a little on the flat mm. slash awkward side for me. Yeah. There are some funny moments, but ultimately, I just wind up wishing more time in this episode was spent on the campaign anthem recording studio stuff. Interesting.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I read a lot of articles online where people were like, just pissed that Dave was back and they're like, it doesn't do anything. Right. I I think I can see both sides of it. I don't have a really strong opinion either way. Yeah. Me neither. At least it's over, I guess. Yeah.
0: How about you? My Jerry
1: is Andy's lack of actual leadership and how putting so much pressure on himself takes him away from being the character we actually know and love. So there's that.
0: And now it's time for the awarding of the Lil Sebastians, the ceremony in which we rate each episode against the entire catalog of Parks and Recreation episodes by awarding it between one and five Lil Sebastians. One obviously being the lowest and five representing perfection, the most magical episodes of all time. All time. So Joy, how many Lil Sebastians would you rate Dave Returns? I was shocked at how many likes I had of this one. So I was like, is this five worthy
1: because of my likes? And then I realized, like, comparing it to last week's episode, that extra oomph of, like, fiveness was not Mm -hmm. there. So I'm happily settling with a four for this one. How
0: about you? I am giving this episode a solid four as well. It's a boof. Isn't is that what we boof. decided? Something like I that. Think Mega so. boof, super boof, 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 sonic, boof, boof. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time to ask that all-important question: Where, <laughs> where, 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 where is John? Ralphie? Ralphie?
1: Oh, oh,
0: oh, oh! As always, this segment is for episodes where the character is not featured. We speculate where he might be and what he might be doing. Joy. What do you think John Ralphio's is up to during the events of Dave Returns?
1: I don't think it was actually, quote unquote, nature that threw Tom <laughs> the bone. I think it was actually John Ralphio and the raccoon gang making it rain as part of the elaborate scheme to win over Anne, quote, for the fam.
0: Oh, that's good. So allow me to ask a clarifying question. Carry on. Do you think that this was natural? I might even deign to say spiritual (gasps) means of making it rain, as in they painted themselves and did like a rain dance in the forest, or did they use mechanical artificial means to create the rain that was outside? I was envisioning artificial means. Okay, so they like hijacked some fire trucks and- Right, because it only needed to happen
1: in that one spot for Tom. yeah.
0: Okay. I can get down with that. Yeah. Where do you think John Ralphio is? So I'm going to tee off of you, but I'm going to take it in a little bit of a different direction. Okay. I think that John Ralphio is also pulling the standing in the <gasps> rain move, but it's for the raccoon gang to take oh him back because he's been a jerk to them lately. Oh And unlike Tom's attempt, the raccoons are more easily swayed (laughs) by rom-com gestures and they accept him back into the ranks. That's
1: amazing. Yes. A hundred (laughs) percent. Yes.
0: Good job. And now it's time for Johnny Karate's Karate Moves to Success, an inspirational segment in which we apply the karate moves to success in our own lives. Joy, what would you like to karate chop this week?
1: That horrible,
0: horrible, gut-wrenching
1: moment when my morning coffee runs out.
0: Oof, that is tough.
1: It's, yeah, words cannot accurately describe.
0: Especially when you have it in a tumbler and you think you still have another sip and then you go to take it and there's just nothing.
1: It is the letdown of all letdowns what about you
0: i would like to karate chop your sadness thank you because i don't like it when you are sad
1: joy doesn't like it when she's sad either which is why she talks in the third person in this moment which joy is now realizing is kind of awkward but now joy's in it too far and can't
0: stop (laughs) joe is here with joy
1: One of my friends did text me. He was like, Amanda is on standby. If joy needs anything. And I'm like, <laughs> thank you, Amanda.
0: <laughs> so who do you want to be nice to this week?
1: Um, find time this week to go for a walk and intentionally look for new life growing. Where can you find it? How many colors can you see? How many textures can you discover? What shadows can you notice? Be present and be curious. I thought of this. I was, as I was on a walk with a friend and we're walking through this forest preserve, and there's just all of this green and all these varying colors of green coming up everywhere. And it was just like, oh, right, this is part of being present, is actually slowing down enough to notice what's happening mm-hmm. and take time to appreciate it. So there you go. What about you, Joe?
0: So, this Be Nice recommendation is dedicated to surprise <gasps> saxophone solos. Saxophone solos. Which is the most amazing of surprises. So I've recommended the album Circadian by my favorite band Intervals before, but I'm recommending it again. And more specifically, go listen to the song Dose, because it has, and I am not exaggerating, the best, whoa, here's a saxophone moment in all of music. Wow. It's so good. It lives rent free in my head now and forever. (laughs) (laughs) Happily. All right. Joy, take us to the outro.
1: What would you think if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? You can't actually right now because you're tethered to your desk by your headphones. <laughs> ha 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 ha. Call it a captive audience. Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. And I'll try not to sing out of key. Hmm. I goodbye with a little help from my friends. Have you seen um, the parody version of this well not necessarily par- yeah kind of parody Joe Cocker sings this song at Woodstock and somebody went through and put graphics to what they think he's saying and this whole part is actually I get by with a little help from my Fred and there's a picture of Fred Flintstone there which makes it almost all, all the much better I get high with a little help from my friends Oh wait, hold on. I know. Oh, inspiration. I'm gonna try with a little help from my friends. Yeah. What do you do when Anne isn't responding? Of course you go stand in the rain. (laughs) And then you come into the studio and you're all soggy and wet. You tried with a little help from your friends. John Ralphie and the raccoons. You tried with a little help from your friends. Yeah, you tried with a little help from your friends. Do you need? nope, need anybody? I really didn't practice this, so we're we're killing it. You know what? Tom just needs somebody to love. Could it be anybody? He really wants Anne to love, but Anne doesn't give a crap. (sighs) It's so sad.
0: (laughs) That was beautiful.
1: Well, he's going to get by with a little help from his friends. He's going to probably get high with a little help from John Ralphio. And then he's going to try with a little help from his friends. And he'll be okay, everybody. He'll be okay. Joe, take it away.
0: Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us. I hope you've had a blast. If you would like more parks and rewatch in your life you can follow us on instagram at rewatch parks you can join our official facebook group the official parks and rewatch fan club and if you would like more content from us and if you would like to help us support the show going forward and get access to our patron exclusive after show the hucking boots you can head over to patreon.com slash parks and rewatch and if you sign up at the Pawnee Goddess or Swanson Tears you get access to our after show you can send us an email at rewatchparks at gmail.com and if you are enjoying the show it would mean the world to us if you would leave us a five star rating and a review over on Apple podcasts thanks so much everybody I guess
1: with that, what do we say? Bye. Bye.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Joy. Love you.
1: We did it.
0: You did it.